Yeah. yeah. If, I cosplayed, if I cosplayed you and they made a Funko Pop of your character, I probably still don't have you. But the few that I do have are characters that I cosplay. I have two Negans and a custom one that someone got made for me at the community. That's, that's all the Funko Pops I have. They don't have a Canadian? No. No. I don't even know if they have a Watkin line, but someone... Uh, there's a few people online, I guess, that will do custom Funkos for you. And someone got me a custom Funko comedian for my birthday. So it's pretty sweet. Not going to lie. Yeah. That's so cute. Yeah. Hmm. I've already started recording. So no, it's right make... here. Yeah. We'll just. Oh, okay. Okay. Let's we'll see. Nice. Oh, it's oh, so wow. cute. Yeah. Look at that. Uh, two shabs, right? Pretty good. So, get me. I often thought that one day I would start customizing those things and like making my friends, but once you like cross, a... like the. Once you cross the 28-year-old threshold, time is, time is, a, it's a theory. <laughs> you don't have it. You don't have it. I tell people like all the time, JS and I talk about it on the podcast all the time too, it's, I, I get people that want to make their own stuff and I applaud you for doing that. I don't, I can always make more money. I can't get any more time. Once the time is gone, it's just gone. Money's not a problem, but. I'm going to be 49 in a couple of months, man. The time is just slipping away. I don't have time to sit around in my basement and make stuff for hours at a time. I'll just pay somebody younger than me that needs money, my money that I don't need as much anymore to do that for me. Mm-hmm. That's, where, that's where it's at. Custom Funkos, man. I can't even imagine how long that took. You know, the U.S. calls that trickle-down economics. You are <laughs> simulating small businesses. Am I, the, am I the Reaganomics on this podcast? Because I don't want to be the Reaganomics on this podcast. <laughs> It'll trickle down anytime, guys. Just, just hang tight. Just keep waiting. It'll be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know the just... average price of a home in London, Ontario now is $900,000? The I, I'm average not the... price. Like the median or average? Well, I just said at the average price. I literally just read an article about the average price is $900,000 in Ontario right now. I hear you on that. I think a correction is coming. I think a swift correction is coming. I've noticed on Reddit, a lot of people are starting to panic about their their mortgage uh, payments going up. Yeah. Something's going to happen with these rising interest so. rates. Yeah, there almost has to be, right? Something's got to give. I, like, I don't want another financial collapse like we had before with the mortgage rates, but I mean, shit, something's got to give. I know. Unfortunately, it's going to be like, the middle class mon pa people that are most vulnerable, but I would love to see corporations just fry for buying up all these properties. Yep. <sighs> Boy can dream. Sorry, I know that guy's that's <laughs> we're just slightly off topic. What are we, what are we here to again? talk about Moon today? <laughs> I mean anything but Moon Knight episode six. Welcome to the full volume podcast. We are a Marvel. We made our own bed we are a marvel disney plus <laughs> tv show after show sort of bitch fest i can't we're a we... bitch fest. <laughs> that sometimes talks about tv lately too. yeah like when we're inspired to which we're sort of inspired to now because we're all triply um upset i think the word's like just tired Oh, but also yeah. relieved. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little like, upset. When you know you have a big weekend ahead of you, and then that weekend is over and it's Sunday, and you're in a bathtub with like a CBD bath bomb, and like, you know, you have your iPad or whatever the hell you're doing, a book. Do you know what? The best one is the book. Mm-hmm. You have a book, and it's like 
just a delicious story. I'm going to go with Station Eleven because I'll always pimp that. That book is the best. Anyway, that's what that felt like when I shut off the final episode of Moon Knight until Jeff reminded me that there's an after credit scene. Which is 100% not your fault, by the way, because it's the no. first one they've had mm-hmm. on the show, which just dives into how tonally all over the place this show was right from the jump. So, Okay. So, yeah. yeah. Do you think that's intentional, though, with all the different personalities? Whether or not that was conveyed appropriately, I'm wondering if that was their intent. Mm. Do you know what? I will say if it's their intent, they should have rewatched the episode and said, yeah, that didn't work. Yeah. It's not working. We sometimes, stop it. Yeah. And maybe sometimes, like, I'm, I'm reminded of Wonder Woman 1984, which a lot of people really, really didn't like. And I understand all the reasons why, but... I think the intention was to make it look like a film that's not just taking place in 1984, but a film that was made in 1984 because it had all of the, even the cinematography, it looked like it was made in 1984. And I think maybe you're onto something. Maybe they were trying to make this so scattered and tonally all over the place to represent what's going on inside him. But I almost needed like, <laughs> like something at the beginning of the very first episode saying, hey, by the way, None of this is going to make sense. None of it's going to jibe up. It's just going to make you angry throughout. Just Mm -hmm. this is why we're doing it. I still wouldn't have been like, that's still stupid. But I mean, (laughs) so, so dumb. Uh, Okay. All right. So So, uh, to format, recap, you know, I, I encourage as the queen of tangents, tangents throughout, because this is going to take some tangents to talk through. So who wants to, Brent, Brent, do you want to start? Just tell us, tell tell the kids what exactly happened, if you dare. <laughs> oh, we lost your audio. I can't hear you. No, I can't, I can't no, hear you. It's so random. The red light is on. Oh, no. Okay, hello. Hi. Wow. (sighs) That I go through daily are insurmountable. Okay, so (laughs) episode six, titled Gods and Monsters, again, directed by Mohamed Diab, which at this point we haven't really talked about, but he's directed almost all of the episodes. Mm -hmm. So episode recap for you. Per Wikipedia, but also per my brain, I'm doing a half and half little little mixture there so finally arthur harrow frees omit and kills the <laughs> this, this 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 recap is a little out of sequence here but we'll go with it uh arthur harrow frees omit and he kills the avatars of all the other egyptian gods we'll get to that jesus christ we sure fucking will Layla finds Layla finds conchu's ushabti and releases him while arthur harrow had freed omit again very out of sequence Mark Spector refuses to stay in the field of reeds. I remember that kind of being at the top of the episode. And he returns to the Duat Sands to rescue Stephen Grant. And then they have a cute little scene where they like carry each other into the, you know, the gates of Osiris. Uh, with Towerit's help, they escape through the gates of Osiris and they awaken in their body. Khonshu rebonds with them, but not before trying to convince Layla that he wants to be Layla's avatar. And Layla's just smart and she's like, fuck that shit. 
And so anyways, Kanji rebonds with Mark and restores his powers. Layla discovers that Amit can be rebound by multiple avatars, and she agrees to become the temporary avatar of Towerette, which, why? The ta- why? But okay. Uh, they join Spectre, Grant, and Khonshu in fighting Hero and Amit. So this is that big scene where uh, we get uh, Khonshu and Amit fighting basically as kaiju Godzilla-style monsters against the backdrop of the pyramids. And then <laughs> in the streets of, is it Cairo? Was that Cairo? Um, in the streets of Cairo, we have Mark Spector and Stephen Grant and Layla fighting Arthur Harrow and his henchmen. So that was fun. That's happening at the same time simultaneously. That's our big action set piece of this episode. Harrow overpowers Spectre and Grant, but then he has a blackout. And all of a sudden, uh, Mark Spector comes to and Harrow is unconscious and bloodied on the ground. Meanwhile, uh, Spectre and Layla seal Amit into Harrow's body, imprisoning her. And then Kanju urges Spectre to kill Harrow and slash Amit, but uh, Spectre refuses, and Layla tells him he shouldn't. And then Kanju releases himself from Spectre and Grant. And then the pair find themselves in the hospital, where they reject the vision that Arthur Harrow had projected, and that cho- uh, they choose to continue their normal life together as heroes. And then in a mid-credits scene, we find that Harrow is executed by Jake Lockley, who is Spectre and Grant's third alter ego, who is working with Khonshu. <sighs> the oh, fuck. end. Fuck. fuck. Where do you start? Uh, well, I think the first thing, I don't like the, this, this entry on Wikipedia is out of order. I don't like that. I'm trying to think of the first scene of this episode. Was this... The first beat was Spectre refusing to stay in the field of reeds. Uh, I believe so. It was certainly it, early in the episode, yeah, for sure. It's early, but I don't. I feel like the the whole thing about Harrow freeing Amit is not the very first scene of the episode, which is how, what this description entails. So, I guess we'll start with the Mark Spectre storyline of him uh, rejecting being in the field of reeds and rescuing Stephen Grant. And then going back through the gates of Osiris and awakening in his body. I understand that's intercut with Harrow scenes, but what do we think of that? Him, you know, having a, a second opinion and then coming back to life. It's so very conveniently timed. With Layla, who's just out there in the living world, uh, you know, freeing freeing his god so he can be an avatar. I don't... So it, happen, it can happen more than once? That he... He inhabits a human body and brings it back to life because at this point, Mark Spector's body has been dead for a while. Right? And I think on that too, the rot <laughs> and the brain damage and everything else. But I thought, didn't they describe in the previous episode that when Towerette was basically giving the instructions? <clears throat> excuse me. Didn't didn't she say Conchu had to be free? Like Leila had to free Conchu first, and then Stephen. And Mark could go back, but didn't it happen in the inverse of that? Didn't Stephen and Mark go back? Because then Conchu then sensed, he's like, oh, Mark is back. And then he goes flying off after Mark after trying to convince Layla. I don't remember the order, but that further proves our point that the pacing of this is weird. Do you know what I mean? Super, super weird. Like, I don't don't doubt that that maybe Towerette said that in the previous episode, that 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 would be nice logic if they followed it. But just the way it was intercut was very, like... (laughs) What came before what? So no, exactly. Is yeah. weird. Can we can we can we take a second about how many ultimate 
things uh, happened off camera in this episode. Can we can we explore that? Well, let's go to the first one. Arthur Harrow freed Amit and killed the avatars of all of the other Egyptian gods. Yeah. What the living hell? <laughs> Pans away, and they're all just like dramatically on the ground after. In, Sorry. In in, in, in death repose. Like <laughs> what? The... Like, was Amit that powerful that he could just wipe out the other five avatars, seemingly not even breaking a sweat? And it all happens off camera for some weird, stupid reason. Yeah. But, like, Osiris is, like, able to, like, live for another couple of minutes and then dies of, like, a nosebleed or something or, like, a little coughing up blood. Like, what is this power? It's not well defined. And, like, Osiris is supposed to be, like, the, the gates of Osiris. Like, you yeah. think? No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is this power exactly? Like, how did they entrap Amit in the first place if the Avatar could have just walked in and just mopped the floor with the other Avatars without any issue whatsoever, seemingly in like 30 seconds or whatever it was? But even then, we don't know how any of it happened because it all yeah. happened off camera for some weird stylistic reason. Yeah. Power levels are not defined. It, in my mind, power levels have been defined. They have been defined since like, Egyptology in like the eighth grade, like Osiris should not have fallen. No. Also, also Tauret storms in there in true hippo fashion and murders everybody. So I guess her power level is very high. I I don't understand. I don't understand. This is this Where's is one thing. I'm gonna bring it a little full circle for a moment. Okay, okay. We compared this this series to Yu-Gi-Oh! at the top of the show back in the first few episodes. And one thing that Yu-Gi-Oh! does a lot better, I can't believe I'm comparing these two, is that when a character is played, a Yu-Gi-Oh! card is played and the character emerges and it's, I don't know, Dark Magician, it gives their power levels on your TV screen so you can follow along who can fuck up who. That would have been appreciated here amongst all these Egyptian gods. Yeah. Just say. <laughs> like, just steal a page out of, like, Edgar Wright's Scott Pilgrim playbook. Oh, yeah. Just give me an energy bar in the top left-hand corner, please. Give me hit points and give me attack power. Yeah, the problem is Marvel does this, all the, Thor's power has waxed and waned throughout, Hulk's power has waxed. Of course. Like, they've been doing it right from the jump, and it's just whatever the script, whatever the story needs for them to be, power level-wise. But yeah, you guys are right. It's hard to keep track of who can kick who's that. Like, how do you root for somebody in a, in a fight if you have no idea where they're at? Oh, it's Tuesday. They're not quite as powerful on Tuesday as they are on Friday. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're hungover. Maybe they're, I don't know. But yeah, I just found it really weird. <laughs> and then and then to follow it up, keeping with the avatars, Tuaret says they can re-trap Amit in a body this time instead of a new Shapti, even though trapping her in a new Shapti worked last time, but we're not going to do that this time. We're going to trap her in a body, but we need more avatars to do that. And apparently more avatars just meant one. <laughs> because sure. it only nice. ended up being her and the other one. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's just another weird logic gap that like, why have that in the script unless you planned on having some additional avatars show up or... Okay, who wanted her to break more of those goddamn statues when she went into the goddamn tomb with the goddamn Ushaktis? Yeah, she, she was like just like carefully examining them. Come like, on, which... you saw Ra, you saw the one with the little, I'm like, just Anubis Ra, something that we would know and recognize and help and whatever. No, no. So is it just me or is Layla the only intelligent character in this show that deserves respect? It's not just you. 
It's 100% not just you. <laughs> Steven is smart, but like, oh, okay. he's like book smart. But like, Layla's the only one that's like not an idiot. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, she's, she's the only smart. one. That... She's street smart. Somehow she knows martial arts or street Which... fighting at least. Which we, we saw in previous episodes. So, like, I, I actually bought that regardless if she had an avatar. I'm like, oh, yeah, she whips ass. She's a Tomb Raider. Yeah. yeah. No, but, I mean, she's made some tragically terrible life decisions, but we've, we've all done that. So that's. Yeah. But she's like a nonsensical, like, rational human. She feels the most realistic, yeah. maybe, out of all these characters. Well, I think she is supposed to be the audience in, right? Like, she is supposed to be who we relate to the most because she's the only one, like you're saying, that's not just completely batshit crazy throughout. And... <laughs> <laughs> with all, all these all these nutty things going on she is the level playing field so yeah uh, although again weird like why does her hippo costume have wings <laughs> oh because here's the thing she is somebody called red scarab yeah or the sapphire scarab i guess they're calling her now oh i thought it was red my bad it is red. okay sorry whatever sapphire is a shade of red no sapphire, it... sapphire is a shade of blue Sorry, Ruby is a shade. <laughs> Could you oh guys fight God. over gemstones? This is gonna I'm be not amazing. A gem, I'm not like a gem and crystals earth witch. So. Can you imagine if we were Thanos' minions? We would fuck up so hard and so collect. The... Are you going for the sapphire one? No, I'm going for the sapphire one. <laughs> and then Who's we getting all the blue one? That is up. the blue one. <laughs> we all show up for the red one. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, Sorry, okay, Daddy. That, so that so from the comics, you mean she's the the Scarlet? Scarab or whatever? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. Red Scarab. Which, Red Scarab? Red and Scarlet. Those are the same thing. Shut up. <laughs> but Scarlet is... It is red. Um, but is that still Toiret's avatar in the comics, though? Is that what you mean? <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump on that point for a second, though. Question. Yeah. Did yeah. anyone else find it a bit obtuse that, like, out of the blue, Towerette's like, I would like to be your avatar. Like, what is her motivation for... Hmm? I like, don't know. I don't know. Yeah, because so far she's just driving the boat to Osiris. Back all, and forth. All she right. was concerned about was, like, ferrying souls to the field of reeds. Like, that was her job. And, like, yeah. I feel like gods really stick in their lane, usually. I don't but know. Apparently not Super... in this show. And it seemed like it was just whatever happened in episode five when the twins were on the boat fighting the, I don't know, guys that Mark killed boat oh. zombies or whatever. So <clears throat> yeah. And she somehow, they somehow, they just, Stephen just said, please, we have to go back. And she was like, okay. <laughs> it's like, she's been doing this for millennia, but these are the first two to say, we'd like to go back. And she's like, oh, would you? Uh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Not Huddle only along. That, That's cool. How can I help like, this process? She like helps. Yeah. She drives that boat right into like a, a wall. Of sand. Of sand so that Mark can escape. That so, seems... okay. Is is the voice of Towerette, the voice of the hippo, was that the actress that plays Layla? Because that's actually kind of, it wasn't. Because, like, I noticed, you know, in the when she's hiding behind the tomb, Layla is, and she goes back and forth between Towerette and Layla. I'm like, oh, maybe they just use Layla's voice um, to voice the hippo as well. Like, you know, like a British voice and then a weird so do you think it's not the same voice? No, it's another actress. Oh. When you're you're right. Yeah. I remember seeing that in the credits now. Yeah, when Tower was first introduced to us, um, a lot of people were like, Hippo! Who yeah. is the hippo? And then 
like a lot of Easter egg spoiler videos on YouTube were like, well, that's a good thing uh, that this this actress has been listed as being in the credits for the next two episodes. We are going to get more hippo. We're going to find out who she is, whatever. Um, slight correction. It was Scarlet Scarab, not Red Scarab. I apologize. <clears throat> oh, okay. What did I say? <laughs> you said Sapphire, but then Jeff said Scarlet and that, yeah. I think it, I'd read a couple of recaps and they had mentioned Scarlet Scarab. So I was like, that's got to be what she's doing. But I don't know how that ties into Tower, the hippo having wings, but I, I don't. The, the costume is dope. And she mm -hmm. looks dope in it, and she kicks all kinds of ass. So, like a check mark for that. If mm -hmm. we get more of that, I would be a hundred percent down for that. I don't think yeah. we're going to, but I mean, hundred percent. So now we transition to the fight in Cairo, where it's Moon Knight and Scarlet Scarab versus Old Man Ethan Hawke, who is like doing so much impressive wire work and brawling, <laughs> set against the backdrop of a kaiju film, of Khonshu versus Amit. <sighs> it is positively daft. <laughs> stupidest, stupidest. So in our yeah, in our oh culture my God. we have uh, we have giant folklore, and there's like this like I think it's from the 80s or the 90s, but there's like this really hokey Thai giant film, and uh, it's obviously just women with mustaches. <laughs> filmed from the ground up uh, <laughs> and it's amazing and that is exactly what this reminded me of <laughs> but is it hokey is it hokey potatoes though it's hokey hash browns hokey hash browns now we've upgraded <laughs> hash browns okay good yeah. you said hokey I mean, potatoes on our podcast on thursday and it's really stuck with me that's that's going in my lexicon <laughs> for sure love it hokey potatoes yeah and and just the 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 dumbness of it too like the the CGI battle between uh, Mark and and uh, and um, what's his name Haro up on this up on the pyramid when all of a sudden old man Ethan Hawke is just like <laughs> like, like he's in the Matrix all of a sudden yeah, yeah. terrible terrible and then yeah and then the kaiju battle in the back which I don't think really matters a whole like I don't think the gods obviously the gods can't kill each other because then there'd be no reason to put them into a shaptis or entrap them in bodies or whatever so I I don't even know what the point of that is other than it's just a nice cool big cgi kaiju fight fest <laughs> and then and then and then when mark specter finally defeats haro we don't see it because it happens off camera which is so inexcusable if they wanted to pull that trick and tie it to the end credit scene he should have been surrounded by a bunch of minions blacked out woke up they're gone but Mark Spector slash Stephen Grant should have been the one to defeat Harrow, just from like a character resolution perspective. Unreal. You know, real on the balls, the inexcusable gall. The... <laughs> the lion, the witch, the audacity of this bitch. Like, how do you do that and try to get away with it? And everybody's just drinking the like Kool Aid on this. Like, oh, it's so great. No, man, no. You spend six episodes building up this bad guy. And then we finally get the fight between the two, the hero and the bad guy that we've been waiting so fucking long to see. And then it, the defeat happens off camera. Yeah. Oh. My lips have been pursed for six oh. weeks. Unreal. Just unreal. 
like <laughs> I'll accept the CGI. I'll accept the purple lasers. I'll accept old man glam hair going toe to toe with these two badasses in these great costumes. Like if you want me to eat all of that, no problem at all. Don't don't give me the ultimate defeat of the bad guy off camera. It, what what in the Josh Brolin in No Country for Old Men fuck is going on around here? You can't do that. Exactly. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm good now. I had to get that off my chest. I was so I was yelling. I was yelling at my TV when it was happening. I was so mad. I think they took a page out of the um, 1997 Mortal Kombat Annihilation film where like just people were killed within like two seconds. You know, like Johnny Cage's neck is snapped off screen and all this stuff. It was it was just not. Why do you do that? Like, I actually have to admit the battle as preposterous as it was was i was entertained by it i was like having a good time watching it and then that happened and i was like what like it's Unreal. the only way it could have been worse is if they did not give us a post-credit scene revealing <laughs> jake that right, would have just right. been wild like no yeah. we just we're not gonna show you Un <laughs> Unreal. So for, yeah for anyone who's made it to this point we're obviously gonna spoil it there's an end credit scene and yes you do find out that there is a third altar there was a third altar both Mark and Steven are simultaneously not remembering uh, or losing time that they are aware of. Mm -hmm. Right. And uh, they both acknowledge it. They're like, well, if it wasn't you, then who was it? And here we are driving a limo, driving a limo, driving a car, whatever. It's a car. So weird. Okay, what they've question. done with the DID on this, though. Go ahead. I was say a question about that scene. So, like, yeah, the, the end credit scene. By the way, we're skipping all the resolution because we don't give a fuck. Basically, Moon Knight defeated Arthur Harrow, and Amit got merged to Harrow's body. The end. Boring shit. Mid-credit scene. Uh, Arthur Harrow's in this institute, but is that within someone's mind, or is that actually playing out? I felt like just by the setting, because Layla was playing a nurse and all that, so I'm like, is this real? That's the weird part, because we still don't really have a good explanation for the other two mm -hmm. psychiatric hospitals that kept on appearing throughout. Like, were, they, were those mind palaces of Stephen and Mark to try to deal with acknowledging the altars and working through that trauma? Or was it well, a real thing that they were going to in all sorts of dimensional plane? Like, I, I don't know. Unlike a very specific mind palace that we were comparing it to, that mind palace is full of answers to questions. Yeah. This mind palace, up. however, well, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm currently option. obsessed with Benedict Cumberbatch. So, did you go um, last night to watch Doctor Strange? I sure did. Oh, bitch. Okay. I don't, um, I was like kind of nervous to go to the theaters because, like, you know, I figured it would be packed. Anyways, sorry. I cut you off. Not full, fully masked. Popcorn inside. Mask for mask. <clears throat> <laughs> That's a grinder term, by the way. <laughs> doesn't mean what you think it does it's not about masks <laughs> no no no. i think we picked up that it's not about masks but now we want to hear more because it's infinitely more interesting than this oh but my anyway God. i will yeah sorry i will say all i'll say about dr strange is that sam raimi is a horror genius good i'm going to see it tomorrow morning so i'm, I'm looking and forward to it. It. I've, I've heard some very mixed reviews yeah so it, yeah. it's gonna be interesting yeah okay just go in just go in with that knowledge and you'll be okay. 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 Do you Speaking guys know? Okay. Sorry, oh. go ahead. No, no, no. Say... I'm just curious. I, I did a bit of a dive on disassociative identity disorder, right? Because okay. I, I wanted to have a little bit better understanding because it seemed like when the show started, they were doing pretty good lip service to it. 
So what I didn't know is that it is essentially the exact same thing as multiple personality disorder, but because of the, I don't know what you would want to call it, the glamification of that disorder in media, movies and television after Sybil and everything else, um, essentially the medical community basically got together and decided to rename it so that it would not have this connotation with silly soap operas and, and tropes and movies and TVs. Did this show not just take all of that and take a giant, giant steaming dump on that with the way they ultimately handled like they made it seem closer to what those tropey soap opera multiple personality disorders were as far as the mental illness goes because now Steven and and Mark can just basically just switch back and forth just completely as needed both have completely acknowledged each other but then there's still a third completely off personality that's this crazy obviously psychopath killer and neither one of them know about it on any level but now yeah. they can switch mid-flight between each one of them as is needed when they're in a giant CGI fight fest with uh, old Bon Jovi. Like, I don't... It just seems an awful way to treat a mental illness. Like, I figured if this was anxiety or depression, we'd be rioting in the streets with pitchforks and, and torches. But because it serves the, the plot and it's a superhero show, we're just like, that's eh, fine that they're kind of basically making fun of this sort of disorder. Yeah. Closer to the start of the show... <laughs> when we were happier about its existence, uh, Joshua Mervell was on the show and he has read a lot about uh, DID, uh, Dissociative Identity Disorder. Yes, DID. And he had also watched and read a lot from the DID community who were actually applauding the representation of uh, Stephen and Mark as a sufferer. I feel like it was accurate to a point in the beginning. Yeah. To service the character study that they have given us. But once we no longer required a character study of Steven or Mark or Jake, whatever, um, it became it became that super sharpie shit that we see in soap operas where they're switching, they're talking, it's played out for laughs, uh, it's played out a lot for laughs and action. And um <clears throat> it's, it's it was described as like a lot of people see the in, inside of their their selves where all of their altars live as one place and they all exist in this one place some of their altars have not met each other which apparently is accurate so points for that one but like yeah i, I think you're i think you were right it does get a little just... well instead of the story serving the disorder the disorder yeah. ended up serving the story yeah towards I'm, the end yeah i think especially the the i think what's distressing about this whole situation is the end credit scene using jake and like we they, i guess there was hints about it throughout but like you leave the viewer off on a note that did is unpredictable and dangerous like that's kind of like the connotation you're giving with it which was kind of you know maybe not great like don't play it for sinister like, oh, man, he's got another dangerous personality. We better watch out for that. Like, I'm sure they'll try and redeem Jake when we see Moon Knight again. But it just if somebody just watched Moon Knight and that was their takeaway about learning about DID, which I hope is not what they would 
use to learn about DID, I think it would be sending the wrong message, maybe. No, I 100%. I don't think there's any maybe about it. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, before we get to uh, what's next for Moon Knight, uh, which would have been a brilliant segue, Brent, since you just brought it up, one thing I do want to po point out trope-wise that I actually texted Jolie about because I was so mad about it is watching Mark kill countless minions, but mm -hmm. then when it's time to kill the actual bad guy... Not only is it a no from Mark, it's even Layla saying no. And they've both been doing all kinds of killing up until that point. What, like, I get you're trying to have some sort of a moral thing, but you can't kill 30 guys and then just, and then suddenly by not killing the last guy, you're a good guy. Like, because reasons. <laughs> because he's charismatic. Is that why we don't mm. kill that one? Because he's got good hair? I don't, I don't get. <laughs> yeah. I it's so frustrating watching that shit. Don't try to more this moral quandary with me. Like, oh, is he is he bad or is he good? Should he kill? No, you just killed thirty dudes. What's 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 thirty one? Yeah, yeah, right. We already know. Amit already said it. His scales don't balance, bitch. His hips don't lie. No. Whack that bitch. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> just sorry. get rid of him. <laughs> and he doesn't care if Amit knows or not, because he was like, I get it. Thank you. Amit the that, savior. Like that was cool actually when he was resigned to his fate instead of trying to argue for sticking around when he was like, My skills don't balance, cool man, do what yeah. you gotta do, kill me. And she was like, Do you know That's... those rules of mine that you've been uh, purporting for I don't know how many years and you've been killing countless hundreds of people to to justify? We're just gonna throw those out because you're useful. So take the staff up and let's go be cool together. And I was like, All right. The <laughs> scripts need you. That's right. You're going to live. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we cannot kill you with your magnificent hair. We need a crossover. Uh, okay, so speaking of that, what is next for our boy Moon Knight? They have been pretty clear that we're not getting a second season. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm really, really upset about that and sad. So what do we sad. get? Do, do, do they shoehorn him into the MCU? Do we get some sort of a Spirits of Vengeance, magic-using style team-up show? They team up with, I don't know, Ghost Rider and somebody else. Like, What, what do you guys think and or want to see next for moon knight i think that scarlet scarab is what's next for moon knight <laughs> i'm on board yeah uh I, by introducing a new character into the mcu i that is ultimately better than most things i've seen also how do you waste a hippo like towerette don't waste you, put her into more Avengers things. That's what you do. So that's what I'm saying. So would you rather see her in the movies or would you rather see her or and or slash him in some sort of a another television show that's more of like a team-up show? A la Falcon the Winter Soldier or what have you. Mm. Oh, you're using trigger words now. I know, yeah. I know. You're <laughs> going to put her in TV? Wait, we want to see her in a well-thought-out, well-paced, well-scripted, well-directed TV show. However, they're going to put her in a film and fuck it up. Now, you know you don't get her without him, though, right? Like, you keep saying her, but you're not just going to get her. You're going to get some Moon Knight with that as well. Probably more Moon Knight than her. So, uh, fine. I want, I want Scarlet Scarab to turn up in every single Disney MCU Plus show going forward and tell the characters why they're being stupid. And just set them on the right path and try and fix the script. I, I want her to be the voice of reason in every single show. Mm -hmm. Can we get that? 
Probably, just, but then the episodes, there'll be two and a half episodes, and that's that'll be the entire series run, so I don't think it's going to work. Just one person to step out every now and then just to be go, that's dumb, don't do that. You can't have that in these shows. That, no, I know. <clears throat> she's just, like, she's too good. Like, she's too good of a human <clears throat> and, like, too smart <laughs> to be caught up in this nonsense. I honestly thought they were setting her up to be just another tropey damsel in distress when they first brought her onto the show, and I was like, <sighs> like, this is so dumb. And, and of course, at the same time, I'm like, this dude's, cuckoo bananas run bitch like what are you doing why are you still chasing after this guy's clearly all the issues all the red flag could there be any more red flags guys chained to his bed every night so he's got baggage and and we're not talking the did like we're just talking like he's got shit yeah (laughs) a lot of to someone (laughs) shit he needs that's not our third hero no no but i'm so glad what they did with her but yeah i i honestly i would yeah so TV shows, is that what we're thinking? You don't want to see Moon Knight in the actual MCU movie style? Do they... I would like to see him as, like, a secondary or tertiary character and a, like, I don't know, whatever they decide to come up with next. I feel like him and Blade and Ghost Rider and a few people are going to have a... He's going to be a tertiary or secondary character in one of their shows. Well, he'll be in the big action sequence in the finale, but it's not going to be his res- character arc that's resolved. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He'll be there to help. <laughs> We know that Blade's coming, so it'd be really cool to see him sort of crop up in, like, uh, a Marvel property, oh, fingers crossed, that treats horror elements like horror elements. Yeah. Because this could have been a bad, it could have still been the character study that they wanted, but if it was just, like, a Tomb Raider-style horror, like, we we got a glimpse of that in the one episode mm-hmm. where they were, like, watching uh, one of... They were him and Layla. Where Layla were in the tomb, and somebody was like eating, eating somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taking yeah, other that, organs and put them in canopic jars. Anyway, yeah. That's mm. it. Yeah, yeah. That should have been the entire tone for this whole thing. There was. You could have cool still tones. had a brightly. Yeah, you could have still had a brightly lit, um, psychiatric institution for him to be in his mind palace, but that is like. You know, that's in line with horror, right? So just <clears throat> there's so many things that could have happened that didn't happen. I and remember I, them talking early on that the brutality level was supposed to be like a daredevil level brutality. And, and that is not remotely what we got on any level at all. Because most of the like really, you know, egregious fights happened, happened off screen because it was Jake that was doing all the badassery. So I wonder if it got cut for Disney. Maybe. Um. You think so? I don't know. Did they? What did they do with the Daredevil um, series when they brought it to Disney Plus? Did they cut all the violence from that? It's a good question. No, they, they, like if you're in a kids Disney Pro- profile, it doesn't hmm. show up in the Marvel category. Okay. That that makes sense actually. Okay. Like Jeez. just like okay. American Horror Story doesn't show up weirdly. <laughs> yeah. Weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I went in all day and it was all like you know. Coco Melon and Disney princesses. I was like, oh, this is my niece's profile. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yep. Okay, so it's over. So we loved one, it. The, it. We liked it fine. <laughs> it was like Did we? I, I can't decide if I'm like, I don't want to like spoil a future ranking episode, but I don't know how we compare it to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And like I feel like I talked more shit about Moon Knight than I did about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But I also think this show was more fun than Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. But not I good. Think 
yeah, ultimately for me, it's the level of disappointment is much, much higher in this one because all of the other shows have, have been characters we already knew. So it was yeah. just them sort of filling out their characters and backstory and, and such. They had an opportunity really here, and I feel like they really, really blew it to introduce a new character in a series-level show, which they haven't really done up until now. Yeah. Could you imagine a, like a six episode cap or a six episode Thor or a six episode Iron Man that would have come out before, you know, those movies came out mm -hmm. instead of just the actual movies themselves to get us familiar with the character and such. That would have been dope because you would have had so much more time to subtleties and nuance and backstory. And that's what they had the opportunity here to do. And they just they just screwed it up so badly. I'm just so disappointed in it. So, yeah, I would take two Falcon and Winter Soldiers over this. Oh, yeah. Me too. I mean, yeah. you get twice as much. If you take two, you get twice as much Zemo dancing. <laughs> yeah, in an Eastern European nightclub. Eastern European? Moroccan? No. Well, Madripoor. Madripoor. Our... Madripoor, sorry. Yeah. Which was, by the way, the only one of the only fleeting connections to the MCU is the mention of Madripoor in this show. Do you think, really, really quick aside, I know we're running low on time, but do you think that was done purposely so that we wouldn't get the tired old tropey neckbeard argument like, well, where are the rest of the Avengers when all this is going on? Do you think that's why they kept themselves distant from the rest of it? 150%. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Toxic fandom. They were scared of it. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Okay, okay. I'm glad we're on the is, same page on that one. <laughs> it is acidic. Yes. <laughs> okay. Is, so, it, is it rating time? Are we rating just this episode, or are we going to rate the series overall, or are we going to do a little from column A to a little from column B? Let's let's rate the episode. Okay. I give it two and a half omits, giant omits out of five, because I enjoyed the fight scene and Layla, and that's it. Oh, I think I give the last episode three and a half. Ooh, that's a spicy take. Mm, yeah, this one's not as great, but I like there. There are different things that I like about it. Mm. I give it a two point eight giant <laughs> kaiju omits. <laughs> two point eight. Okay, <laughs> my fucking protractor. It's not a three. Wait, hey, it's not a three. You're right. It's not it's a not three. Not a three. Uh, it's barely a two point eight though. <clears throat> It would have been it would have been a three. I thought what they did with uh, the the giant crocodile lady. I thought Ahmed looked way cool. Do you know how hard mm -hmm. it must be to animate like a, a crocodile mouth talking and make it like believable? And then with the big dreads, is like she looks so badass. And then Layla badass. I have to take Ahmed's off though for the off screen bullshit and especially that Harrow fight. So yeah, it's it's two. I can't I can't even get to two and a half. It would have been three, but I had to take a half point off for each of those two stupid things. <laughs> two crocodiles. Okay. Or alligators. Was she an alligator or a crocodile, by the way? An alligator. Alligator. It, two yeah. Alligators. Oh, laters, gators, of course. Yeah, she's yeah. an alligator. Yeah, yeah. Uh so what's next for the what's next for our properties? Is it Miss Marvels or is she Hulk? Or do they keep changing the schedule on us? I don't know. Um, it's whatever it is. I think it's June thirtieth is when it premieres. Oh I my think, gosh! I think it's Ms. Marvel. We have two whole months of tier lists to create. Oh girl! <laughs> oh girl! <laughs> um, uh, Ms. Marvel is first episode date June eighth is for Ms. Marvel oh. for episode one. So yeah, oh, not oh, quite same. that. Like you got about a month. You've got to fill. Yeah. So four yeah. episodes. I'm sure you guys can do that. So next week, because I can predict the future, slash we've already recorded the episode, uh, next week we have some, like, specialness. Uh, we have a 
full volume exclusive the cast of the spider cast joins us for our everyone's favorite part of the full volume podcast says the analytics are tiered lists so between each marvel property we do tiered lists and with them we we did a tier list of all the spider-man films yep uh, so Did it mostly line up with what we talked about on Thursday, Jolie? I'm just out of curiosity. Mm, most no. of us did. Most no. of us. Not yeah. all of us. Yeah. No. Not all, all right. of us. All right. um, a lot of us love, a lot of us, I think across the board, we all can agree about, except for Mike, Andrew Garfield. I, I He's just so beautiful. Oh, I mean, are you kidding me? When they talk to Sally Field about her role in those films, she's like, I absolutely hated it. The only thing I liked was working with Andrew Garfield. Apparently, he's just America's America's British sweetheart. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> and he's talented. Um, like he's that beautiful, yeah. and he's talented. You know what? Fuck you, Andrew it's Garfield. True. That's not cool, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so upset. Have I watched him kiss Stephen Colbert multiple times? Yeah, I yeah, have. I agree. I can't yeah. get over that. I mean, I'll watch him. Oh, uh, the community has pegged him for queer baiting, but do you know what? I'll watch it all day. He's an icon. Come out or don't. I don't care what you do. Just continue to kiss other men on camera so that I enjoy it. We need more of that, especially now, just with the way the world is going. We yeah. need people being defiant. Yeah. <clears throat> Just so the world can know that it's okay to kiss other men full on the lips, blush, and then go in for a second kiss. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway. I'm, I'm down. I'm a little scratchy right now, but I'm, I'm good with it. <laughs> I am... Yeah, sorry. <laughs> having, a, yeah. having a stroke? You're, I, are, you okay? I are you good? <laughs> you're, like, you're just here. off in a fugue state there for a second. I was worried. Uh, okay, so yes. For the most part, it aligns with our thoughts and feelings, except for Mike. That's it. Okay. It, well, will watch. Bex, that's coming out next week. Bex Luther had some spicy ass takes as well. Let's oh, be yeah. real. That's that's Bex. That's what are you gonna do, right? <laughs> yeah. We we that's love her for her, yeah, for her for her spicy. Oh, I loved it. No, it made it really interesting. Like, yeah, because you got people on all ends of the spectrum. I like I love that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Did we include the venom? Of course Films? we did. That's right. <laughs> How could we? We didn't include Morbius because Beck said, and I quote, "It transcended all motives of space and time. Like it could not be rated." <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned for that. I think it's a two-parter. It is. So you have two fun-filled weeks of us and awesome. the Spidercast talking awesome. about tier uh, tier listing. Uh, it's a verb now. Uh, all of the Spider-Man mm. properties from Sony, except for you, Morbius. Up until this point. Uh, if you... Wait. No, that's not the part. Thank you, Jeff, for joining us. Sorry, my hair is coming out. It's really distracting me. And then I saw the time. I was like, oh, my God. Freak out. Okay. Um, thank you, Jeff, uh, for joining of course. us. I'm, yeah. I'm glad we could rant about Lunate together. And I'm mm -hmm. glad we were all on the same page on this one. So We made it, guys. We did. Uh, and all as always... Thank you, Brent, for being the best co-host in the galaxy. Yeah. Uh, can I admit something? I'm super jealous that you get to co-host with Brent because uh, I, I love JS on my podcast. Don't get me wrong. But he's just no Brent. Like, that's, I mean, 
keeping just, us on the straight and narrow. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> pun not intended, you know. I am neither of those things. <laughs> Uh, yes, you guys are absolutely fabulous together. I love, love, love coming on this podcast. That's why I listen to the podcast every chance I get, because you guys have charisma, chemistry. Message me, it's like, did you say fuck Shrek? I was so mad. I was so mad. I said fuck Shrek, Tower, it's the new Shrek. Oh, you did Something say like that. that, yeah. Yeah, she so like, fuck Shrek. And I was like, did you just say fuck? I'm rescinding my offer. And she was like, are you friends with Shrek? Like, <laughs> I have I kids that grew all... up in that era. I've seen the first two Shrek movies a million times. So yeah, I am friends with Shrek. He has feelings about Shrek. I do. The man sent me an all caps text about what I said. <laughs> Those are hot feelings. Okay, I was mad. anyway. Yeah, you can listen to uh just like Jack, you can listen to all kinds of our charisma. Uh we've blasted it all over the internet at www.comicbooksyndicate.com. You can watch the video podcast, or you can listen to the vi- the audio version of this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. While my brain is really slowing down, uh, iHeartRadio, pretty much like wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, just search Full Volume Podcast or the Comic Book Syndicate Network, and there we will be. Sometimes you I can... think you also have to search FVP. Some some search engines just want FVP. I don't know. I feel like it's Spotify. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. It, it probably is. Sometimes when the Falcon and the Winter Soldier episode titles are too long, I'll put FVP number at the end. So yeah. That's oh, why. Nice. Uh... Also, let people know where they can listen to your podcast, Jeff. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, so it is the Geek Boutique podcast. We run every Thursday at seven o'clock. So we do a live on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram on Thursdays at seven. So if you want to tune in and chat live with us while we're doing the podcast, get some questions in, get your feedback in, or just be silly geese like the rest of us, tune in Thursdays at seven. Otherwise, you can listen to it on any of your favorite podcast plat- platforms, typically drops Friday morning. Um, and you can check us out on YouTube for the the video uh, podcast. And we've also started to put out snippets. So we'll just take like a five or six minute segment from a podcast and put it up as a snippet. All that can be found on the Geeks and Co YouTube channel. So and there's all there's geek tests, there's cosplay builds, there's all kinds of stuff on that channel. But the podcast is on there too. So check us out if you like geek and nerd shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And you get to you get to hear from the lovely and talented Jolie a couple of times actually. And Brent, if you are at all down, we would love to have you on as well. Oh Thursday man, <laughs> we'll have to find a topic and to geek out about. Sweet, we will be okay. in touch, good sir. <laughs> I mean, wrestling. Oh yeah, I, I never I never talk about it with people. I could talk about wrestling. I think JS is a guy. I think he likes. I think he digs the wrestling thing. So I don't know anything current. So you guys could help educate me for sure. Also X Men. X Men. Nintendo. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you're in. You're so in. Look at my hat. Come on. <laughs> Look at this. Yeah, yeah. Look at all the networking. Gigantic nerd. That's how we run together. Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Oh, me and you too, Jeff. Huh. Yep. Right. Just Weird. It. Yeah, I was going to do Negan today, too, because it's going to be a little bit chillier, but uh, I think... You opted for Obi-Wan. I did opt for Obi-Wan, yeah. It's a little more relevant right now with the show coming up, so... All right. Uh, Well, you know what? Until next time...